0: Welcome to the Passion Church again, I'm Pastor Guy, glad you came, I'm, if this is your first time we welcome you here, we're a, full, a warm, fun-loving family, eager to reach out with God's love to all who have lost their way. Who matters? Everybody. Everyone matters. And we're a fire igniting the passionate pursuit of true purpose in people's lives, so if you come more often, you might get fired up for Jesus. Well, turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 6-8, and I'll be praying while you do. Lord, we just thank you for those children, those precious children that you've given us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that they get a sense of what it's like to serve you through being in this play today or reading or whatever they did, Lord. I pray that when they go back, that they just feel a sense of joy and accomplishment, that they have told the story. Because really, that's what we're all here to do, is tell the story of Christmas. Tell the story that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. To us, a baby is born, a child is given. And we don't take lightly that you gave your best for us, Lord. I pray that you would give your best for us through this sermon today again. That you would speak into hearts that are willing to let this seed of your word be planted and spring up into eternal life for their families, for their co-workers, for their friends, all in their circle of influence, Lord, that we would so let our light shine before men that they would see our good works and glorify you in heaven. Father, we all have a part to play in this Christmas experience. We thank you for including us, using us. We want to be used. We seek to do your will, O oh God. That's your heart. Would you pray with me and say amen? Well, Isaiah 6 8. We launched from Isaiah last week. If you remember when we talked about it, unto us, a son is given. I think that was in Isaiah 9 6. But today we're starting in Isaiah 6. Back up a little bit. It says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Have you ever heard that voice? Have you ever been in position to hear that voice? Have you wanted to hear God's voice saying, Can I send you, my child, my son, my daughter? Who shall I send? Who will go for us? Today's message, if you're going to follow along on your sheets and fill out the blanks, is entitled, A Plan for God's Planet. Get that little catch, that little thing I was shooting for there? A Plan for God's Planet. Because God's always got a plan. He's never caught off guard. He's never fallen off his throne. Although some of us probably tried to knock him off a few times. But God has always got a plan. He's got a plan for mankind in general. And he's got a plan for little old me and little old you. He had a plan in Genesis when he made planet earth. In six literal days, right? On the seventh day he rested. He rested. He had a plan in the garden. And he had a plan when we stunk up the garden. (laughs) He wasn't caught off guard. He's not caught off guard by us today. He had a plan to build a boat when the floodwaters was about to come. He had a plan to tell people, get on the boat. (laughs) He had a plan. He wrote down his plan on two stone tablets. And the plan was to, hey guys, Read these and maybe you'll stop killing each other off. (laughs) Maybe you can live without harming one another. Maybe we won't have to bring another flood. But the plan he wrote down on those two stone tablets also pointed us to a greater plan. And we discovered that plan through the mouth of babes this morning, didn't we? It was to get Jesus into the world. The greatest plan of all times. And for us New Testament believers... Those who know Jesus, we know that we have his plan written down in the B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. We got the plan. Say amen. amen. I'm going to need some help this morning. Y'all just looking at me like, put the kids back up there, you know. <laughs> hey, I could go for that. God births his plan in people. In Genesis uh, 8, 22, it says, while the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. See, God does everything with a se- He starts with a seed. If you've been coming on Wednesday nights, which I would highly suggest you start coming on Wednesday nights, it's called our next level service. We've been talking farmer's analogies because Jesus often did. And we've been talking about The seed, the sower sows the seed, and the seed is God's word. It's God's word. And so he sows this seed, and we're to take the word of God, and we're to plant it in our garden, which is our heart. And we're supposed to be tilling that soil. We're supposed to be preparing to be good soil. Because if you plant it in some rocky soil or some other kind of soil, trodden down soil, it's not going to produce the kind of fruit that God wants to produce. God takes the seed, he puts it in his heart, and he's expecting a 60, 30, 60, 100-fold harvest. God expects the harvest out of your life. You may be sitting here today and say, well, I didn't know, i just, I just been living life. I've been doing the best I can. I didn't know there was a plan. Well, I'm glad you came today. God always has a plan for mankind and for little old me and little old you, there is, I can assure you, a plan for your life. God uses seeds to produce the fruit that he desires, and his greatest plans are almost always birthed in us. Do you believe that? I mean, we, we, we just saw about a birth, didn't we? Me and my wife, we birthed a couple of great plans ourselves. They're here with us today. We call one cone head, we call the other grape ape. <laughs> Not to their faces, I wouldn't say in public, you <laughs> know. They'll they'll probably get up and leave in a minute, but no. We call her Conehead because she was the firstborn, and when she was born, it was like this weird hostage negotiation to get her to come out. She didn't want to come out. She stayed in the birth canal for far too long. Angie's eyeballs about popping out trying to get her out of there. She didn't want to come out. I don't know why she didn't want to be birthed, but she stayed in there so long that when she finally came around that corner and came on out, her head was about this long. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, oh, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to all my friends. They gave us one of those little stocking caps that you put on the baby's head when they're born. You know, it didn't even come down to her ears. I mean, it was way up here. I'm thinking, I hope that they can do something. But God had already figured it out. It went back to normal after a few years. And and she she looks pretty normal now. But the other, the other, the grape ape... I call him the grape ape. I'm not kidding. When he was born, he was as purple as that chair. I'm not kidding. Am I kidding, Angie? He was as purple as that chair. See, he was almost 10 pounds. He didn't want to come out either. He was so big, I don't know if Angie wanted him to come out, but she was trying, and he wouldn't come out, so they had had to do what you call one of the C-section things. They had to cut another door for him to get out. I mean, he couldn't come out the normal way. And when he he was exposed to the air all of a sudden like that, they said, sometimes they come out purple like that. I don't know. But neither one of my children wanted to come out. I was like, they didn't want to be delivered. They didn't want to be birthed. And that's the way some of us are, hard-headed. We don't want God's plans to be birthed in our life. We're resistant to come on out and to find the fullness of God's plan. Now, we know Mary from... The play here today, she birthed the greatest plan of all times. Would you agree? And I was thinking about Mary, how she must have felt as a teenage girl. We talked about that last week. You remember when we said God gave us a son, and I I pretended to give a son to Zoe, and she was just a teenage girl. God gave his son into this world, into a teenage girl here. You know, they forgot Jesus up here a while ago. (laughs) And Mary and Joseph forgot Jesus in Jerusalem when he was 12. You remember? I mean, that's a lot of trust God put in a normal teenage girl who had normal teenage thoughts and aspirations. I mean, her biggest thoughts are, Am I going to get acne today? Or, you know, what's the latest hairstyle? How can I do? How can I be accepted at school? How can I make good grades? You know, she's doodling Joseph's name all over her yearbook. I love Joseph. I love Joseph. I love Joseph. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing. I'm sorry. I know you don't do that, (laughs) Kaylee. But then suddenly, say suddenly. Suddenly, we turn to Luke 128. Luke 128. We're going to read a passage here, and we're going to see what suddenly happened to little Mary. It says, Gabriel and we know he's an angel, appeared to Mary and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, like most people that we see in the Bible, when an angel appears to them, or probably you if an angel, big light being showed up, you know, most of them hit the floor. They fall to the floor as dead. It's overwhelming. So I'm not surprised that Mary was confused and disturbed. And Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Can that be said about you? Have you found favor with God? Mary had been doing something right to get to this point because it says, the Lord is with you, Mary. The Lord has found favor with you. So she was... She was a teenager, but she had her head on straight, like young Kaylee, like young Zoe, like these others that's sitting on the front row at church today. I mean, there's a lot of teenagers that ain't at church today. But Mary knew that there was a plan for God, and and here it comes. He says, you will conceive and give birth to a son. In other words, God's going to plant a seed in you. And you will name him Jesus. And he will be called very great. And will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel. His kingdom never end. And Mary asked the angel, But how will this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the, bo- the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Wow. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. And then he says something that I want you to repeat with me for the lord the word of god will never fail. Say the word, the word of god will never fail. This is from the mouth of an angel sent from God. The word of God will never fail. We've been talking about that on Wednesdays. The word of God is a seed and you have to trust the seed, the farmer plants the seed, and he walks away, and he don't know how it's going to grow. But he don't stay up at night wondering if that seed's going to grow. I, I, I hope I get a crop this year. No, he just waters it. He lets the sun hit it. He, he keeps the weeds out. He does his job, but he trusts the seed. The seed will produce if you, do your, if you let it produce in you. The Word of God will never, never fail. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. She said, okay. She just said, okay. And the angel left her. She said, let it be done unto me according to your word. Not just the Logos word, but the word spoken to her. You understand that the word has to come alive on the inside of you? It's not just a written word. It's not a promise to somebody else that you stand on. But God will speak to you as an individual. If you will put yourself in position and say, I am the Lord's servant. let it be done unto me according to your word. If you haven't heard God's plan for your life, you don't know what he wants from you, but you are... You're eager to do God's will in this earth? You're eager to see something bigger than your meager existence and you're barely getting by lifestyle? You want to do something great that people will be doing plays about years, thousands of years later? Then you're going to have to say to the Lord, I'm ready for your word. I'm ready for it to be planted in me. I'm ready to do thy will, O God. Mm, let it be done unto me. That's what she said. I don't know what she said after the angel left and and she came to herself. What did I just do? (laughs) There goes my allowance forever. (laughs) You know, she's thinking back to her normal pattern of thought. I'll have to drop out of school if I get pregnant. How am I going to get pregnant in here in little Nazareth? These people talk. I'll never fit in again. I'll be known as the Unwed mother who got pregnant. I'll get kicked out of school. I could get stoned. Man, realization may sit in. After God gives you a big big word, many times we're, we're tempted to begin to reason it out. Have you ever done that? God told you to do something and then, man, I told a story not long ago about how it just happened to me. God told me something to do. And, you know, 15 minutes, I, I said, yes, like I always say, yes, Lord, we're going to do it. 15 minutes later, I didn't talk myself out of it. Because if I had to do that, I had to do this. And I start reasoning everything out. And you can begin to look at the circumstances, and the circumstances can talk you out of your destiny. Talk you out of your greatness, your circumstances, just your, just your mind reasoning, human reasoning. When the Word of God is spoken, is useless. Yeah, you could get stoned. A lot of things can always happen. You can start looking at all the negatives. But you've got to remember, the Word of God never fails. Peter, when he got out on the water, he stepped out because the Word of God said, Come! And he was walking on the water It was when he got his eyes off of Jesus. And he started thinking... That's our problem. He started thinking about the wind and the waves, and then he sank. But even so, Jesus was right there. Mary. Oh, she's thinking about Joseph. What's Joseph going to say? You know, he's my fiancée. We're supposed to get married. My beloved Joseph. Look, I want you to know, these are not just Bible stories, and these are just not just little kids doing a play. This really happened. And this little teenage girl had to put all this aside and say, I'm just gonna do the word of God and trust him with the rest. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Mary's plans had been forever altered. I don't mean altered so much in the A-L-T-E-R-E-D. I mean A-L-T-A-R-E-D. They had been laid on the altar. Her plans, everything that she knew about life, everything that she had hoped for, all the plans of man in her life, I give them to you, God. I'm going with your plan. Nevertheless, not my will be done, but thine be done. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about people you'll be remembering 2,000 years from now. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. I'm not saying it's easy. She might have been tempted to think, why me, God? I'm just a kid. I'm not trained. I'm not qualified. But I believe God would have whispered in her ear and said, Mary, you remember when you heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for me? You said, here I am. Send me. And God would say to you, your qualification is your willingness. I'm not looking at the Ph.D. in front of your name or the lack of Ph.D. in front of your name. I'm looking for somebody who is willing. It says the eyes of the Lord search to and fro, finding somebody that he can show himself strong on their behalf. Somebody that would be willing Now, I don't know where you've been, and I don't know what you can do and can't do. God does, but I don't think he cares. But I know one thing, every person on every purple seat in this place has a will. And all he needs is your willingness. Moses said, but but, but God, I can't, I can't, can't speak well. It's all right, Moses, I'll send your brother to help you. But, 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 but God, I can't do this. I can't do that. Moses finally got angry. I mean, God finally got angry with Moses. Just go, Moses. I will be with you. Your willingness is shown and proved, proved out by your purity, your preparedness. Are you living in a way that God can call on you. See, Mary once. And God said, my favor is upon you. So if, if you're out there and you, and you don't care about God's plan. And, and you're just here for the play. Or, and you don't know God. And you're not saved. you got to be saved. Have the spirit of God in you for him to be able to use you. you got to give your life to Jesus. You, there's pre- preparation. That you have to. To be ready. Have you ever been overlooked because you weren't willing? You heard God's voice. He said, go do this. Start this business. Go to this school. Try this. Go to the mission fields. Go tell this person you're sorry. He spoke to you in some kind of way, but you were not willing. You were not prepared. You were too scared. I think we've all been there. It took me a long time to get to where I'm at today, and, and sometimes it takes me a long time to get to the next step. But over time, you develop a friendship with God, with Jesus. You develop a relationship, where a trust in Him, a faith in Him, where you just stop doubting, you just stop reasoning, you just say, my, my I don't care about my will. I care about your will. Your will be done. Maybe there was times in your life where God asked you to do something and you said, yes, Lord, you were excited. But then you reasoned yourself out of it. Or you got started and things got too hard and then you quit. And you aborted the baby, so to speak. He put a plan on the inside of you, but you didn't finish it. You quit. You quit. Get back in the game. Mary could have quit. Mary could have quit easily. No pressure, Mary. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord over all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will run day, rule the nations? Mary, did you know that that baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? That sleeping child you're holding is the great I am? (laughs) No pressure, Mary! (laughs) Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God? No pressure. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Let Jesus be born in you and he will deliver you. Let his plans be born in you and they will deliver you from a life of nothingness, a life of insignificance, inconsequence. You don't have to just make it through and live like I'm just one in seven billion down here. God's not looking at me. So was Mary. God doesn't promise easy. The easy thing would be be at home in bed right now, wouldn't it? Watching cartoons or whatever you watch. That would be the easy thing. You've already chose the harder thing, by being here today. Because I can tell you, you're a small percentage in America that's at church this morning. God didn't say His promises would be easy. He he didn't say, Mary, it's going to be easy for you to be an unwed mother in Nazareth as a teen. Mary, it's just going to be easy for you to be at the feet of your baby boy, Jesus, when He's on the cross. He didn't promise it would be easy. But Mary said, let it be done unto me according to thy word. I will go. And Mary was as true to her word as she was to God's word. She stuck with it through the hard times. See, she laid down her life that she may find eternal life. That's what Jesus asks of us. To give up your life in this world that you may find true life. To trust me. Above all else, a teenage girl from Nowheresville was able to play a major role in God's ultimate plan for mankind the plan of salvation. She birthed the Messiah, a plan conceived in the mind of God before the earth was even created. Can God use you to birth a plan into this planet? Can he? Will you be found faithful and willing and obedient? Why not? You say, well, I'm no virgin, Pastor. I've already messed that up, and there are a lot of other things. Look, don't try to make that excuse. Because now that Jesus has come, he's come to make all things new. He came that you might be born again. That you might be forgiven and your past might be washed away. And, he, and when, when it is, then even if you sin after that, he gives us 1 John 1, 1.9. He says that if you'll confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. You're right back on top of it. You can be just as pure as you want to be. There's no reason you can't be as white as snow. Leaving here today, we'll give you that opportunity in a little while. You may say, well, I'm well past the birthing age there, Pastor. I don't know nothing about birthing the babies. (laughs) (laughs) I birthed my babies already. I don't need no more babies. I'm sorry. That ain't a good excuse either, because that ain't how spiritual matters work. I'm not talking about just babies physically, natural babies. I'm talking about plans. God puts a plan in you, and you birth that out. And you, it don't matter how old you are, if God asks you to do it, you can do it. You never grow too old to birth God's plans. Elizabeth, it says, she had a baby, a natural baby, in her old age. God can do it. <laughs> Can't he? You said, well, I... You know, I, I've done all of that, Pastor. I've had great victories. I've birthed babies in the past. I've birthed plans. I've done, man, I've done great things. I'm just, I'm relaxing now. I'm, I'm buying into the American way. I'm retired. Right? I did my duty. I did my tour of duty. I, had, I did my share. If anybody could have ever said that, it would have been little Mary after she birthed Jesus. If you birthed the Son of God, wouldn't you say, I'm good now. I'm retired. (laughs) But you know what? In Mark chapter, I wrote it down, Mark chapter 6, verse 3, it records, look it up for yourself, that, that Mary had at least six more babies after Jesus. Four brothers, it names, and sisters. So sisters means plural, that's at least two. Could have been more. So that's six babies that she had after Jesus. She didn't stop producing. You see, we're fruit bearers. If a tree stops producing fruit, something's wrong with it. It's supposed to produce fruit every year. And we're supposed to be fruit bearing trees. Now, I got Conehead here with me today and Grape ape. And I just want them to know I think Angie feels the same way. They're the best fruit I ever produced. I'm telling you, I'm more excited about what God's going to do through them than I am about what he's going to do through me. I know the plans that he has for them. I pray them out. And God, has, I mean, I'm telling you, Conehead over there, she's still hesitant about coming out into the light like she was when she was about to be born. She's hesitant to walk in the fullness of God's light. But we're starting to get glimpses of, of the how spectacular that's going to be, Kaylee. You're almost there, girl. You're almost there. (laughs) We're getting glimpses. And oh, oh, Grape Ape over here. The plans are so big. You know, he had to cut his own door to get out. The the plans are so big in your life. But we're going to see you fulfill every bit of it. And I'm not just trying to embarrass you, (laughs) I'm telling you. You're quiet, you're thinking, you're reserved. You're you're laid back and whatever, and you got your own ways, and God is working things out in you, but you will fulfill the plan of God in your life, and don't you forget it. And it's big. Like you was a big 10-pound baby. Your the plans that's in you are big. And and I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in both of y'all. You see, I'm just a normal human being. Angie's just a normal human being. And with a seed, look what we did. Imagine God's seed. I believe you are God's seed. I believe God gives us the seed. I believe he's the sower. That's what my Bible says. Mary, did you know? Mary couldn't have known what was coming. She was just trusting God. She, was, she said, yes, let's do it. <laughs> I'm putting the rest out of my mind. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to take it one day at a time. Because, see, sometimes we wear ourselves out thinking. Sometimes we, may, we bring tomorrow's worries into today. You see how I can make a short sermon long? Well, <laughs> I can just preach all this stuff. But there's so much, it's so rich. There's so much here. She could have overwhelmed herself. God tells you to do this step, and you're thinking 10 miles down the road, and you have overwhelmed yourself, and now you're running from God. I I know how that works. Don't do it. Mary said, I'm just going to do today what God asked me to do today, take the pressure off. It's him that does the work. It's the seed that produces. We plant, we water. He brings the increase. That's how it works. I'm not telling you to put this huge amount of pressure on yourself when you leave here. I've got to do something for God. I've got to make something happen. No, I'm saying let something happen. Don't be resistant. Just be willingness. Your only qualification is your willingness. He will do the rest. Just say yes. I think Mary was starting to get a glimpse of how wonderful this was going to be. She's just maybe a couple months pregnant and and Elizabeth's out to here. And she goes and visits Elizabeth and they bump big bellies. And and her baby gets excited about her baby and all this. And in Luke one forty five, Elizabeth says, you are blessed. Mary, you are blessed because you believed the Lord would do what he said. And so was Elizabeth. Here she's in her old age. She's never had a child. She's always longed for a child. She's nine months or so right now in her old age. And she's telling Mary, you're blessed because you believed what the Lord would do what he said he would do too. And they're rejoicing together. And Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices over my God, my Savior. For he took notice. Of his lowly servant girl. See, she she understands it ain't about her. In fact, her limitations and her inability makes her feel more special that he uses her anyway. Her humility is probably the reason he could call on her. Not because she thinks she can go out and do it. I don't need you, God, I'll produce the Son of Man on my own. How's that gonna work? For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations. We're talking about stuff that's going to last generations here. Will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. And he has done great things for me. He shows mercy. From generation to generation. To all those who fear him. All those who respect him, all those who have an awe of God, all those who understand his greatness and want to to reflect it, want to give him the glory, want to get their stinking thinking right and put him on the throne and get off and, and just bow down and cast your crowns and give God preeminence in your life. Some of you probably never even got, gave God preeminence during the Christmas season. To you, it's about giving presents or this or that. If you don't get anything when you leave here today, just remember it's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. He created us. We were created for Him and by Him and through Him. We live and move and have our being. Everything, all the plans, everything. It was Jesus. I just make this up as I go. But it's true. So therefore, go forth and produce you mighty seeds of God. Because not only can you produce, God give you a seed, but you are a seed. Just as my children are my seed. You are a seed. God already planted you, and he expects fruit out of your tree. You are a seed, and he will give you seed to produce more. Rejoice. Let God do great things for you like he did for Mary. Let him do great things through you like he did for Mary. Be blessed like Mary was blessed. Mary birthed God's greatest Christmas present ever what it's all about and because of him you can be God's gift to the world too and I don't mean that in an Eddie Haskell sort of way you God's gift to the world you 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 are God's plan on this planet planted planet. you are God's plan on this planet he's going to birth what he wants done through you or it won't get done come on join the plan come on be a a producing a, a fruit bearing tree that others can come and to partake of your life and find the life that you have found